And hello, and welcome to a, another episode of State Rep. And I am one of your co-hosts, State Representative David Bowen, in the studio, in the flesh, in the summer. And uh, Milwaukee summers are treating me very well. I'm taking advantage of it so that it doesn't just pass me by like it does every year by the time I look up and it's fall again. <laughs> so I'm one half. Uh, uh, Jonathan Brustoff will be here soon. And uh, looks like I got a guest that'll join me today. Uh, and I need to make sure his mic is on. And it is on now. And I'll adjust my screen here so I can see his amazing face. All right. Awesome. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Awesome. Introduce yourself to the amazing crowd that we have listening my name is Ryan Clancy. I'm running for county supervisor in District 4. Uh, I, I also own, co-own Bounce Milwaukee with my wife, Becky. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say Bounce first because that's where everybody know you from, Ryan. Oh, I appreciate it. And uh, the amazing entertainment that you guys provide right there on the, uh, on the, on the near south side of the city. That's nice. We try. Absolutely. And uh, make sure your mic is up a little bit more so people can hear you. Um, so you're running, and uh, uh, thankfully... Uh, uh, Jonathan just joined us in the studio as well. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Fresh off my bike. Had to get uh, the other uh, parent for babysitting Boaz before I got here. So oh, nice. just running a little bit late doing the transition. But all good. Yeah, it all, uh, all worked out. How are you guys? We're good. good. We're good. And uh, <sighs> how about uh, you give us an update on baby Boaz, and then I'm going to have Ryan switch mics. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, he's doing good. He's... Uh, you know, the best best thing that ever happened to us. And he actually, for the first time ever, he's waking up the other day, does his normal wake-up routine a couple of days ago, and he's flipping his head back and forth, and he slowly opens one eye, looks around, opens the other eye, and he saw us, and uh, he saw me. I was, I was with him when he woke up, and he uh, did the sign for Daddy. Uh, he put his thumb to his forehead, which is the uh, the ASL for Dad. We've been working on teaching him, so um, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just a blessing. Happy to have him there. He's super fun. Took him with me to some events today. Got to go to the um, Voters with Disabilities kickoff event. Nice. And uh, he loved it there. Got to hang out with Senator Taylor and Mayor Barrett and some other folks, so it was good. Yeah. Oh, good. Good and stuff. We got uh, Ryan's mic on now with the new one. And we do. Fantastic. And I got to say, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm oh, a little you. bit sad that the, uh, the theme music doesn't seem to be working. It's still stuck yeah. in my head from the last time, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, that it was going. But I recorded a little part of it. So could we... Uh, hey. Oh, man. Getting it done. No, it's not working. And uh, talk about real true fans. That's right. State repping oh, fans. There we go. Hear that? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, we got we to gotta get that going again. I, I was going to beatbox, but uh, my first <laughs> campaign pro, uh, promise is going to be to never sing in public. <laughs> Everybody can get behind that. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should have that going. We got to right. get that for next week. That's our pledge to our listeners. Um, and <laughs> The beatboxing quartet. Oh, man. <laughs> Acapella. All right. So, uh, so nice. Let's talk about your race. Yeah. Let's talk. Right, Very right. important race uh, on the near south side. Talk about the district. Yeah, so the, the district is, uh, it's, uh, I think it's the result of 
um, one district that wanted to look like a normal shape, and then uh, this is kind of everything else around it. So it looks like somebody took a hammer to some moose antlers. That's so it's, funny. Uh, if you're in Bayview, you might be in the district. If you're in Silver right. City, you are. But it's, right. uh, um, it's, uh, it's a weird-looking district, but okay. it, it's actually really great. And it's been really nice to go around with the kids and kind That's of cool. see um, you know, all sorts of parts of our city. So um, my county supervisory district, when I was on the board, was shaped like a dinosaur. Nice, nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like we're connected in the spirit right now. There all you right, go. Cool. Yeah, and uh, it's one that uh, was formerly occupied by uh, County Supervisor Dmitrievich, who is mm-hmm. leaving it to run for... Uh, She's running for the city. Yep, Aldermanic District yeah. over in uh, That's Zelensky's... That's the Zelensky seat. That's yep, right. Who's running for mayor. So everything's yeah. moving and grooving. And, everything's moving. And yeah, it's it's an interesting district. It's um, one that, uh, yeah, has, an, has kind of... A, a, a very strange mix going on there. And I've done a lot of doors over there for myself, mm. for Chris Larson, for many others over the years and uh, know it fairly well. But yet yeah, it cuts, it cuts in an interesting way. And the, I think the concentration of voters who normally turn out are much heavier in that Bayview segment of the district, mm. which is unfortunate that we don't have kind of better turnout all over, but that's where um, there seems to be a lot of crux. And they're also, is kind of like an interesting mix even there because you have some people who are like super up on the street, you know, on the streetcar on the hop and super against it. Mm-hmm. You have some people who are like, we need some big reforms on our like police and policing, you know, and sure. other people who are like, we just need all the police in the world and we need to hire more. And right. you kind of have an interesting mix there of the kind of old school, new school as well. Yeah, sure. and yeah, just a huge diversity of opinion. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been really great going out with my kids because they get to hear that. They really Absolutely. get to, I think they feel... Um, to be a part of their community in a way that they didn't before we were knocking on so many doors. But mm-hmm. I mean, knock on wood here, like they still really like doing doors. <laughs> I mean, a, a five and 10 year old, especially with Fiona, you know, dinner the night before, it'll be like, you have to eat your fruits and vegetables. If you don't, you're not going to have energy to knock on doors. And, right. And she loves it. So. Absolutely. We'll nice. see if that stays, uh, if they stay that positive through December when All we right. need signatures. But, yeah. Well, and uh, can you talk a little bit about what you would like to see as county supervisor and what your plans are for running for that area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the one of the things that's getting a lot of uh, press right now is not selling off the parks. And mm-hmm. I think some of that is kind of alarmist. Uh, but it speaks to the, the bigger truth, which is keeping our public facilities and our public assets public. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We should not be selling those off. We shouldn't be doing 100-year leases to mm-hmm. private corporations. And I think the, the county has been moving in the right direction there. I mean, if you look at something like Humboldt Park, uh, where instead of it being um, kind of a, a more one-sided uh, private partnership, um, uh, the, you know, when the, the county took over the beer sales, it was not only another revenue stream, but uh, it's really improved the quality of it. It's, sure. it's fantastic over there. Have you guys been to... The, oh yeah, the vine at Humboldt. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Good. In fact, we had a, a bachelor party there for Danny Reamer not too mm, long nice, ago nice. Uh, when he was getting getting hitched uh, for Representative Reamer. And and uh, you know maybe you could talk a little bit more too about the other aspects of of what your role would be as a county supervisor sure, and what sure, you're sure. in charge of there. Yeah, and, and I think when, when most people uh, know anything about the county supervisor position, it's kind of parks and buses. Those sure. are the two most visible things, and, and certainly those are both important. Uh, you know, parks are our public assets. Uh, buses are, uh, you know, a, a, a big rights issue as well. I mean, when we're restricting access to those, restricting uh, people's access to uh, to get to work, to get to school, and to really be, you know, a big part of their community. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I don't mean to, to brush those aside, but there's certainly a lot, a lot to do there. Um, and there's some uh, there's some moves there uh, that uh, you know that need to be considered too. I know in the last county supervisor meeting they uh, voted to to place on file with only one protest vote a uh, a study 
looking at the cost feasibility of putting uh, sheriffs Shit. on all the buses. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last thing we need is a bus to prison pipeline as well. Right. right? So, I mean, that's a, that's a big issue. Uh, my concern is that some of the discussion around that didn't, uh, it focused on the cost. And you saw, you know, supervisors from maybe the more far-flung areas saying, well, it wouldn't be in my district, of course. We'd only put those where we need them. Um, and I think that's, uh, to, to have uh, officers with arresting authority on buses um, is not only incredibly expensive, but we're, we're losing the argument if we're framing the, uh, the argument around expense uh, rather than if that's the right thing to do. It's a whole yeah. nother definition of the term captive ridership. Oh! Anyway. There's no fun sound effects you get. No, I, I agree. And I think that that's, that's kind of one of the areas. That, it's a good point that the county, as opposed to the city with the police, the county oversees the sheriff's de department to a certain extent. But you're right. There's this emphasis on kind of incarceration on law, you know, on quote-unquote law and order and, and stuff like that. But it's like, what's well, really protection? What's really safe? What's sure. safety? Probably not dealing with stuff after the fact but preventing it before it got right, there and right, how right. do we get to that perspective but you know we have this skewed mentality that has not i don't think made things much better right. it's just made things more in incarcerated more you know of that mentality and i mean even you know i remember like you said you know your environment makes it so you see all these security guards or even you know sheriff's officers on the bus or like that i remember you know i just saw um i was i was at lunch today I had a meeting with uh some folks and there was my middle school band teacher, Mr. Johnson, there, and I went to Roosevelt uh, for you know for middle school, uh, for middle school, middle school, and that was where uh, you know you'd have all the you know you'd have all the security guards, you'd have those metal detectors, the bars in the windows, everything like that, and it does have an effect on you. It does you know put you in a certain mentality, your environment, so too with your bus and stuff like that. And unfortunately, in Milwaukee, we have shrunk the non-captive ridership and grown the captive ridership. What that means is people who have no other alternative but to take the bus are the ones who are the captive riders and people who could, you know, park somewhere and take the bus to work or whatever, whatever, are shrinking the non-captive ridership. And, you know, w what's it going to look like with more share? You know, like, right, what's, right. you know, what does it even say? So yeah. I think... And it's not only expensive. I mean, it's just the right thing to do to come up with other solutions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was, uh, I was doing doors with Block, who was just nice. uh, phenomenal. Uh, and I know you both know Rick Banks, right? oh, yeah. the, the political yep. director over there. He is so, I mean, so good at doors. I mean, I've, I've done doors a little bit. This guy is so much better than anybody else. He was able to, to get into a community and kind of map out all the relationships um, just going door to door. Mm -hmm. uh, within, you know, 40 minutes, he knew, he wasn't just listening. He was kind of mapping out the power dynamics there, like, mm -hmm. who, you know, who did what. Um, yep. We need, you know, we need a program where we can train, uh, you know, people doing even something a tenth of what Rick Banks is doing over at Block mm. on those buses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you right. develop relationships with the writers, with the uh, with the operators. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, that, that that keeps everybody safe, the passengers, the, the operators, without the, you know, the threat of incarceration. Yeah. Because that, that threat doesn't work. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to throw shade on my competitors, but there's a there's a store near us. Uh, I'm not going to name it, but they have a, a big rat as their mascot. Um, and, and if you go in there uh, during the day, you're going to see a couple of armed guards. Um, right. And uh, hmm. in, in a typical year, they have about 150 calls to the police. Um, over the last five years, we've had one. Um, and, mm. and we don't have people walking around with guns or, you know, the, yeah. the, you know and the, we, we instruct our staff not to, call the, yeah. you know, not to call the police because that, that's not an option. And when that's not your first option, 
Um, it really does make things safer, and I think there is a hmm. clear right. difference in the environment between a place that relies on sure. punitive measures and, uh, you know, like we train our staff in conflict resolution and transformation. Nice. Yep. Um, and it works. Bounce. Right, yeah. Every day I go in there, you know, I toss a table, I say, you know, I know Ryan Clancy, and they <laughs> right. just calm things right down. No, right, but, right. yeah, I mean, I've been... I've been and to, and the, this 12th time is going to be your last. Exactly. I mean, at some point we have to draw the line. The dirty right, dozen. Right. I've been to a place that rhymes with plucky please recently for a birthday party <laughs> of a friend of ours, and, you know, it's true, like, it's a completely different environment. And, yeah, you walk in there, you have, like, you know, it's like... I would get you get a cost like are you going to kidnap a kid here da 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 like they have a whole you know system for it that I <laughs> are you going to walk out if with you stop kidnapping kids <laughs> to be fair they right. stop asking you we walked right. out with our kid you know and they were and they gave us you know it was like this whole tenth you know we got like totally grilled over it, and it's like yeah. you know and we have pictures and I was like was that really here you know da 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 this and that's like but every time we got a bounce a very pleasant experience and you're right there's no security guards there's no any guns anything like that. And it does make a difference, but sure. on the other hand, you know that's that's a, I think a really good model to inform you, someone's you as an elected official. Mm. And I think a lot of a lot of my work in the community has helped me with that as well as yours. You know, Absolutely. both in youth homeless shelters and organizing, sure. and youth leadership programs, but also as a teacher. Sure. Sure. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, my, my background, my academic background is in conflict resolution, um, you know, peace building. So, I mean, oh, it's, nice. it, it, that is, you know, that is something that I can bring to the position. Um, and it's, it's surprisingly useful. I know when, uh, when I, I got that degree and I was working for MPS, okay. they said that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't eligible for a raise. And I was like, yeah, because you'd never use conflict resolution in a classroom. And, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right? he's they, not going to challenge us. They ended up giving it to me, right? <laughs> that's so funny. But, but it is. I mean, that's, you know, uh, coming at it with that perspective rather than gotcha. a punitive one, I think really is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that is a, uh, a different feel uh, than some folks in the community where, you know, a lot of times fear mongering is, is used if you... Uh, if you choose not to handle things in that way, the fear is that you allow mm. those negative things to take over the uh, chaos right. and the crime right, right, right. Uh, and the element that you don't want mm -hmm. um, to take over your neighborhood, your, your business, uh, your environment. Right. And, you know, I think something that might be helpful is actually David was a county supervisor not too long ago. Absolutely. First elected office. David's one of the like 7% of people who's actually won the first office he ran for. <laughs> one uh, of the 7%. I think it's statistically like 93%. Or, like, it's true. a huge number that don't win the first. It's usually Definitely a third less, time. Yeah, less than uh, 10% for sure. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you'll be joining them ranks soon, but uh, maybe there's some the wisdom. one time I beat Barack Obama. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say Scott Walker, too. Yep, Scott Walker ran yeah. against Gwen Moore. Uh, dropped was that out his of, first race? Yep, he yeah, dropped out right. of Congress right. uh, to run for state assembly. Dropped out against, of college. Or, excuse me, college, what did I say? Congress. <laughs> Don't dare let him college, in college. Ran, Don't dare she, let him in Congress. Yeah, she went to Congress. Yeah, sure. So, um, sure. so maybe uh, you could talk a little about your time as a county supervisor, some of the challenges you face, and some advice for Ryan coming in. Well, I, I think it's, um, it's really interesting as we uh, build a connection with the upcoming state budget. Normally, the county would be in a position of, uh, you know, SOL, you are ish out of luck mm. uh, for any additional funding. And uh, finally, in this last state budget, while it wasn't everything we wanted, and I can tell you it was a lot missing, um, that was originally in the people's budget, right? Yep. Where Governor went, uh, the Governor uh, Evers and Mendel Barnes, our Lieutenant Governor, went around the state, you know, asking what people wanted, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, but everybody. And uh, had all those requests and, you know, transportation funding, additional revenues uh, and resources for transportation was one of them. Through his veto, he was able to uh, free up more resources that might be able to uh, 
be granted to local uh, municipalities to take care of stuff like transit and other transportation needs. So, uh, you know, you are embarking on a different era <laughs> of county government where it is not just adversarial and you are not just seen as a burden, uh, but the state is uh, going a little bit further than they've normally gone on shared revenue, uh, on uh, a number of obligations that we know, mandates that you have. Um, as a local government to be able to provide services that people really like and depend on. And, um, you know, it always made me think, as you, you mentioned transit, there was talks about, well, should there be, uh, you know, a uh, toll system for right. roads? And uh, we're not a pass-through state, so the benefits that we would get uh, of having uh, tolls would not be as big as it would be in Illinois or right, some right, of the right. other uh, bigger states that you drive through to get through different parts of the country. Um, but essentially, we need to look at shifting more of that burden to the people that travel here sure. and don't pay into the system. Um, you know, hopefully, in a, in a sense, there's way, a toll like system for transit, right. right? You cannot use transit unless you pay for it every time. Mm -hmm. And right now, we have a system where everybody pays for. Uh, transportation up front through their registration fees, and then you're never asked again ever to uh, pay into that pot. Um, but essentially, you know, I, I could see a uh, universal transit system where you have access to it the same way the hop works right now. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, there's there's uh, revenues that take care of the costs, and you use it as many times as you as you like. I'd love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be a totally different world. But, I you know, it. as you talk about the, mm -hmm. the relationship with the state, you know, what, do you, what would you advocate for next uh, for the residents of the which district? Uh, fourth. The fourth. With the residents of the fourth district, what do you what's, what's the major request of what to advocate for? From the state, well, even more money. Yeah, I mean, sure. I appreciate sure. some of it back. But Say I mean, that. But I think a lot of that <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, the, the backlog on just, you know, like the unsexy things, like the maintenance sure. requests and everything else in the parks is, is overwhelming. Sure. And I think, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm going door to door, I'm uh, often hearing small complaints, uh, a relatively small dollar, uh, you know, dollar items. You know, this tree needs to come down or, or we'd like to see this or this in the parks or on transit. And, and they're just there isn't the money for it and everything's in uh, a long pipeline where it's years down the line. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's not a super creative answer, but yeah. it, it is, you know, more money coming back to the county because I, I think that the county is doing a good job. We, you know, we know what the priorities there should be. Sure. Uh, and there's the will. There just isn't the dollar sign. You're cutting fat. You're right. reducing costs. Right, right. Well, and, you know, something like sheriffs, you know, is not only a bad idea, but it's much more expensive than, you know, having a, a dedicated group of, of, uh, of staff that, that know the riders, you know, know the buses and are, are putting themselves where they need to be. Mm. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean, not only that, but having some uh, folks from the county or just in general being, or even from an advisory council, something like that, having more ridership where people can meet and talk and have conversations and learn from people what they'd like to see. You know, it's like, hey, see so you riding the bus or anything you want from the, you know, what are you looking for? You know, da da, it could be an opportunity to learn as well. I know when Chris Larson was county supervisor when I was working for him years ago, we set up basically kind of like mini town halls on the buses where he would ride around with constituents or folks and just, you know, ask what they're interested in and stuff like that. Um, and we're coming to an era in, in elected office that's a really scary, it's a really scary time for elected officials, I think, in the sense that we have the top elected official 
the, the top elected official using horrible racist tropes to gin up his base or whatever is going, you know, whatever his strategy behind it is. And, uh, you know, we recently had a mini version of that with an ousted sheriff, uh, David Clark, who uh, was kind of put out in, in uh, you know, a terrible manner to match his terrible record. And then obviously we had uh, a great upgrade with Ernell Lucas, who is now the current uh, county sheriff. But uh, we've we've had this sort of thing before, um, but never like this, never from the president of the United States that I remember. Um, I guess you had Woodrow Wilson with the uh, birth of a nation, uh, calling it a great, you know, film endeavor, something like that. But in general, especially in recent years, we don't have the president of the United States saying, go back, basically go back to Africa, go back to the countries you came from, which Mm, is, you know, a racist, uh, uh, through line. Yeah. And which the GOP, the Wisconsin GOP of uh, congressional members are pretty mum on it. Right. I would say even state members probably. Yeah. I've not heard, I've not heard heard anyone speak out against it except for, uh, members of the other party and and other community leaders. But, and, and we should get into that as well. And what's up with that? Yeah. It's but, national stuff is happening so mm-hmm. much. So right, right. Yeah, oh yeah, and, cover some and, and it's I think it's more important now than ever to have people at every you know level of government. Every that level, hundred percent, absolutely. And uh, and I've seen you at all right. the rallies. And, right, I try. and and actually, that's a really good segue to, to one thing I'd like to call for today. Sure. Um, and that is uh, in going through a lot of the the contracts and all that that the county has. Um, I, I realized that that we've been doing business as a county with Southwest Key. So I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you're uh, familiar with what that is, but they are the largest nonprofit, and I'm going to use that in quotes, quote, um, on our uh, you know on our southern border. Sure. Um, in uh, in 2017, their uh, their CEO uh, took in I think 3.6 million dollars of personal profit, um, oh. and that we are profiting from putting kids and families in cages. Mm. Um, so I what I'm calling for right now is, is for the the county to divest itself entirely from Southwest Key. Because they're running programs in our city here. Wow. I mean, we should not be lining their coffers with. Uh, w- Do we know what their money. what their programs are? Uh, yeah, they're they're super creepy. So I mean, I, it, it, it looks <laughs> like some of them. Break it down. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like some of them are, are tracking kids, like doing a lot of the the ankle bracelet uh, ah, monitoring. Okay. Um, other ones, it it looks pretty benign on the on the face of it. It's mentoring. Uh, when you look into it, it looks like they're taking a bunch of money in in contracts from the county. Okay. Uh, there was one program, at least in 2016, where they're working with MPS as well. Mm. I'm asking for MPS to divest entirely Amen. and commit to not doing that in the future. Sure, sure. Um, My but, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, making sure that... that's uh, Huge discovery. I didn't know that. Yeah, because, I mean, budgets are a moral document. That's right. I want yeah. ours to be moral, and sure. we, we should not be... Uh, and we have local 100%. organizations that can do that same work. I- exactly, right. And, and do it much mm-hmm. better, and I think make sure that, uh, oh, yeah. that they do that. So. I, yeah, I'm, I'm calling for them to uh, to divest until such time as Southwest Key sure. stops their operations, uh, putting kids and families in cages on the border. Um, they have other <laughs> lines of business that they can continue working on, such as charter schools. Uh, they run a restaurant and a flower shop and all sorts of things, too. So uh, let's leave them to that and uh, keep the uh, kids in detention um, and any, any sort of work in Milwaukee off the table. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So. Yeah, make sure you uh, scream that from the mountaintops press release. I'll have a press release media. coming out soon on that, but I wanted you to be the first yeah. to hear it here. So. All right, awesome. Amen. Breaking news on state repping. You um, heard it here first. Yeah, and that's that's a great point. And in fact, uh, what if that money was going to an urban underground right. or to uh, Run Rebels. the parks or running rebels? And, and we have so mm-hmm. many yeah grassroots organizations here who have a long Very track much. record of doing really good work that yeah. is lifting people up. And yeah. I'm I'm quite sure that there are good people mm-hmm. on the ground. I can think of WCS. Yeah, here in Milwaukee doing, mm-hmm. I mean, even working for Southwest Key. 
uh, will will help them transition into organizations that aren't kind of feeding the beast. And that'd be yeah, great. yeah, it's right. a good point. I mean, some organizations are c- committed to actually like trying to work themselves out of business because they're so As committed they to be. that right, goal. Right. As it should yeah. be. Absolutely. Every homeless shelter in town should be trying to get itself mm-hmm. out of business. Um, so uh, let me ask you a quick question on, on uh, you know, the, the dynamics at the county now. Um, we've seen a strange uh, and, and quite unfortunate usurpation going on. Uh, with politics in general, and in Wisconsin, we've seen this as well. And I'm talking about post Citizens United. There's basically unlimited spending going on, and we have certain individuals, some millionaires and billionaires, who want to, you know, basically put their thumbs on the scale and buy elections or intimidate people outside of, uh, you know, any sort of stand up to them or anything like that going on. Uh, we have this locally, and we've seen it with Chris Abley, with the Bradley Foundation, even with the Koch brothers in Wisconsin, if you can believe it. Uh, so given that, uh, dynamic, what are you going to do to stand up to big money in politics? Well, I'm not going to take it myself. And I mean, I want to be really clear about not taking, you know, leadership Milwaukee money. I, I think, you know, uh, there will be times that I agree or disagree with Chris Abley specifically. Sure. I know that he's backed some progressive candidates in yep. the past and some that were some terrible, Dale Cuyangas right? <laughs> and some uh, <laughs> right. Danny Reimers. Right, yep. right. But, but I mean, when I was doing my, my campaign finance report yesterday, which I thought would be sort of a dry document, uh, and it was my first one, so I was up all night doing it. I was really struck by how many people, I mean, I, I have in my corners. So it's teachers, it's Absolutely. baristas, it's social workers, psychologists, and, and that's how I want to win this race. I want those people in my corner, and I want those people to have a voice that isn't drowned out by a twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 you know, PAC contribution uh, backing somebody else. So I, I'm, I'm pledging not to take that money. Um, and, and being very vocal about not taking it, I would ask anybody else in this race or others uh, to do the same. And uh, how, how will you stand up to it if a bunch of negative expenditures go out against you or something like that? Right. Um, that's going to be tough. I mean, I, I'm sure you can find an old picture of me and make it black and white and grainy <laughs> right. and, you know, Photoshop something on it. I mean, right. you know, we've all, we've, uh, we've, we've all been young, right? <laughs> yep. We've both had that. We've right, both had right. that one done. Yeah. Right. But I mean, th- that really is more of the same strategy. It's hitting the doors. It's making those, uh, those calls and kind of pulling in people from the community. It's been, I mean, just overwhelming to see how many people that I haven't even spoken to in years are coming out of the woodwork sure. saying, hey, I've been, I've been kind of vaguely following what you've been doing sure. and, and how can I help? And, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Nice. I always like the chances I get with folks that I normally wouldn't agree with mm. that end up coming around and saying, hey, I, I'm looking at you and the other candidates and you even sound like the better candidate in this race. Okay. And there'll be a lot of things that we won't agree on, but I think you'd make a great county supervisor. Right. And uh, uh, have you have you seen folks come around to Absolutely right. with oh, like man, different ideologies? I have a That's five-year-old a girl who is just adorable with me when I'm doing doors most of the time. <laughs> nice. They open up for her when they wouldn't open up for, That's for me. That's um, And yeah. it's, uh, it's nice. So it's my secret weapon. And then we get to have, uh, I guess I'm working on uh, quality, not quantity, sometimes on doors because sure. my five-year-old has short legs. Um, and I have a propensity to talk and have really in-depth conversations. So and that's good. Even if, you know, even if yeah. somebody isn't necessarily going to vote for me as a result of, of one conversation, sure. I, sure. I think it's important to really get into the issues and at least let that person know that uh, it's something that we've thought about. Yeah. So. And luckily you're at the time right now in the campaign where you can spend that amount of time right, right, right. Uh, and devoting it to folks. And people really do appreciate it. Uh, that you don't just want their vote, but you actually want to hear what they, th- what, they what, what they have to say, what they think, what they believe, and um, see that you you know your intentions are uh, 
purely site focused on you know what's best for the community what's best for the district and them right that's huge Absolutely. yeah and uh you know we've had that experience been up against the big money multiple times where we've been on one side and the big money interest been against us and i thought you meant experience with kids on doors well, and with kids on doors, too. Uh, no, no experience with me with kids on doors. That'd yeah. be fun, though, someday. Well, I've actually had your kids on doors. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my kid, great. Oh, I've had other people's kids on doors, right, for right, sure. Right, right, right. For sure. Um, but, uh, that, that was how Sebastian got hooked. I mean, my now nice. 10-year-old, I mean, Just was doing doors, doors for, for Larson oh, and Frostoff. <laughs> right yeah, now. well, and, and, you know, I think that's something that people respect, too, to a certain extent, is keeping it real regardless and being your, your true, honest self. And you look at, you know... Uh, I think people are so hungry for that right now because sure, sure. we're living in a time when there's so much rehearsed stuff. You got to say the right, you know, da da da. And it's like, it's like just being very consistent mm-hmm. has its own benefit. Sure. And sure. you know, we know people. We work with people mm-hmm. who, depending on how the wind blow, depending on how some very rich winds blow, they will go <laughs> one way or they will go the other on a certain sure. policy. Sure. I remember one person who's no longer in the legislature. But uh, he was dead set against the, the arena spending and any public financing of it. And I was like, cool, da, da, da. And then some, 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 some. And he's like the biggest, you know, advocate of it and, you know, get in my face about it and da, 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 and this and that. And it's like, well, what changed? Did your principles change? No, it's who's, you know, other stuff is other dynamics out there. And to a certain extent, that comes and goes. But at the end of the day, can you sleep with yourself at night? Can you go home, look at your, you know, for me, look at my son in the eye. Can you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I feel good about myself. I feel good about what I did. And at the end sure. of the day, I think that's that's key because how are we going to fight against this? You know, the mm. the way to do it is just to stand up to it. Sure. We're not going to change the Supreme Court. I mean, we should, but we're not going to have the chance to change the Supreme Court to overrule Citizens United anytime soon, right? Nope. We're not going to probably be able to Courts get it. Courts definitely aren't saving us. Right. Courts aren't saving, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got to take it upon ourselves and every little corner of the world we have to stand up to it. It's true. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of it is about integrity. So, I mean, uh, uh, Jonathan, when, uh, when we first met, I think you knew that I was going to vote for you and everything else. You came to a, a, a must have been a fundraiser at Bounce. Um, and you were you were talking with my ten uh, year old, and at the time he was probably eight, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think he invited you to play magic with him, which is a, a card yeah. game. Yeah. And uh, and you said yes, and then he asked me about it a week or two later, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, like I mean, he's a busy guy, you know, like. Um, and then and then you brought it up, and and you showed up at our house and played magic absolutely. with uh, with my kids, and they absolutely loved that. that and, was awesome. and I was able to to point to that as an yeah. example of. A, a politician with integrity. And, True and honestly, public service. That's one of the reasons that I'm here today yeah. is that, you know, I mean, all it takes is one experience like that to pull somebody Absolutely. from the outside into politics totally. and say, yeah. there is a way to do this right. Yep, and I, the funny thing, I think politicians aren't built f- to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Public servants are, right? Right. If right, they right, have right, that interest right. of actually going beyond just winning or gaining something. Right. Because you had nothing to win or gain by going to play magic with his kids. But you went... Because it was fun. Well, he's I do been love voting magic. eight years, so maybe <laughs> because it was fun. He's I playing the long it. game, right? Yeah, <laughs> I do love magic, but uh, no, no, I agree. I think I think that's you know, I, and and it's funny you mention that because I can speak to some. You know, I I remember, uh, you know, one one of the elected officials who I worked who I who I met early on, who was telling me about a story. Uh, you know, a project they were working on. It was like, it wasn't popular, but it was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and that that really hit me. It's like we do what's right, not what's popular. Um, so anyway, it, it, yeah, so I, I've, I've, 
I've had, you know, those moments really do strike out at you and really do hit. My brother, when he met Mayor Norquist, he was first running for mayor, he came to the door and my brother grilled him on a bunch of stuff. He was really? 12 years old at the time, actually. And he ended up taking the bus to Southside every single day that summer and being a volunteer, you know, getting mm-hmm. coffee and doing whatever wow. they want to talk, you know, making buttons or whatever type stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, those little moments really hit you. David, do you have one of those where someone in oh, public man. office... Uh, I was doing Doris in Shorewood, right? And, uh, you know, you're in the core of the campaign season where you really don't have that much time to waste. And you got to cover all the doors you can uh, to talk to people. But there were some kids playing Foursquare mm-hmm. on the street. And it was just like, they were like, hey, who are you? And I'm like, hey, I'm County Supervisor <laughs> David Bowen. I'm Brendan for the State Representative. You guys look like you're having fun. And they were like, hey, come on. I was like, shoot. Cool. Let's play some Foursquare. So literally, there are there are pictures of me playing Foursquare in the middle awesome. street in Sherwood in the summer of 2014. Yep. And, did, did and I probably, you? if if my uh, staff would have found it, they'd be like, "Hey, get your butt back on doors." Yeah, uh, and it was really hot that day. But it was like, "Hey, you 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 do stuff." So yeah. Here's the key question about matters. integrity, though. Did you lose to them on purpose? Absolutely not. Good. All right. Good. They beat no. him fair and square. <laughs> Jonathan destroyed my son. I got whooped. <laughs> I got whooped on. I love magic. Naturally, yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. yeah, and and, and I, yeah, but I mean, you know, we, as far as like memories and stuff like that, there's been and and also, you know, I think that's part of what the appeal of Bernie is. Mm-hmm. You know, he. If you look at him, it's like, well, he shouldn't have the sort of popularity for everyone he does. You know, he he hasn't accomplished that much legislatively. He really hasn't. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like he has tons of landmark legislation he's gotten through. He doesn't. He's not well kempt. He doesn't even brush his hair from everything I can see. You know, he's doesn't have a great. You know, he he's he's got his, his you know from a. If you're saying who's the most polished politician, types of that, he doesn't start. He's not a JFK or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But. He's got the receipts, and he's been saying pretty much the same thing for 50 years or however long, and he has the receipts. He's been arrested in the civil rights stuff. You know, he's, he has the receipts, and I think that consistency and that integrity is what really boosts him in a lot of people's minds, and I think that, that's something I respect a lot about him anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like those little moments really strike you, and, I, I've, and I've had the opposite too, whereas I've seen some people who – are great public speakers and super charismatic. Like, wow, I really believe this person. And then behind closed doors, they can be a whole kind of different mm-hmm. personality to a certain degree. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, whoa. <laughs> you know, so I think, I think that, it, you know, we really do have an effect on those, on, on every, you never know. You know, you never know who, who you have and what kind of effect on. And, and I think it's important to, to walk and talk appropriately for that, um, for the, for that sort of cadence. And, uh, you know, I guess we have we have a little bit of time in our show to go over, and we have to, I think, discuss in more detail what Trump said. The silence of our Republican mm. colleagues and those at the at the uh, United States Senate uh, level and, and Congress. Um, yeah. So what what is going on? I mean, it's it's in some ways just a continuation of everything else. But thoughts? By the way, do you mind if we get a little bit political, Ryan? I hate politics. No, I <laughs> if you ever feel like you need to, you know, move on for your campaign. In, in, in 2019, yeah, I mean, right, it's cool. uh, it's important to keep an eye on the local race and in put in the context of, of national stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the national things that are happening for sure. Um, you know, so the divi- I don't I don't want to call it division. The tension. Tension is a proper word between uh, Speaker Pelosi and the new incoming freshmen and them not feeling like uh, they're 
views and uh, participation in the caucus is being taken uh, seriously. And uh, they were really pushing on some things. This is how it all started. They were pushing on some things in the bill for the issues at the border. Right. To make sure simple things like people are getting toothbrushes. Right. They have access to regular showers. Da, da, da. But what they were asking for wasn't too much. It was additional oversight. Right, right, right. right to be added to the bill. And um, I, my take is that leadership did not negotiate that with the Republicans and Correct. they couldn't beforehand. get it included. Right, right. They so maybe those conversations should have happened beforehand. Yeah, it was probably too late to get it in the bill. But still, it's, it's still, you know. It and they should have be, been in there. It should have been in there. For right. sure. Right. Um, no so, you know, there's been like some real like back and forth and it got really bad when Pelosi herself actually went out. On, in she the had media. a lunch meeting with um, Space on the newspaper reporter's name. She's amazing. She's a great okay. reporter. But yeah, they had that meeting and, and God, the tea you know, got spilled. So, right, tea got spilled and, and someone got burned. She pretty much kind of like targeted them for she's very having dismissive. so big of a social media backing of followers and fans, but not having backing right. in Congress. She said you might have. X amount of Twitter followers. She but said you're you only, public whatever. Yeah, public whatever. <laughs> but you like, only get... I was like, public not whatever. Not a good look. <laughs> but you only, get, you only get one vote. And she's not She's wrong, not wrong. She's not wrong. But it's not... But she ain't right. That's not That's how not right either, yeah. And also, like, at the end of the day, that, that should be embraced. That's one of the problems with the old guard, I think, exactly. is you should be... That, exactly. that's, that's a strength. Yep. And you should be working that, with it. Equals but, public sentiment. It's get off my lawn politics. That's not uh, right. right. It's not helpful. And yeah. but in the context of what happened, it looks like Pelosi is you know backing backing them up because those were the four targeted with Trump's statement. <laughs> now that, and it it was really weird to see this unfold because at first, uh, you know, Trump had some initial comments and he was just saying, you know, I'm I'm defending Pelosi. You know, they're wrong and she's right. Right. And then people were like, well, it's kind of weird. Trump is now defending right. Pelosi. And, he had uh, to get the topic changed. She didn't really quick. say much when he said that. And then he went further. Right, double down. And he uh, had specific tweets calling them un American, right. anti America. Right. Um, not even from here. Not from stuff. here, that they need to go back, quote unquote, to the countries they're from. Right, which and, is, of course, a, a, race, a throwback to the racist trope. Go back to Africa, which you hear yeah, from the birth, KKK, KKK, right. the yeah, birth, birth beliefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, we have to remember, too, he was really one of the driving forces behind the conspiracy theory of the birther movement, Absolutely. which was racist as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And that's the same dude. Founder. Yeah. And also the same dude who, Central Park Five, mm-hmm. and then doubled down and said, mm-hmm. no, they should have been executed. Till this day, he still says Right. That. After the yeah. documentary recently right. came out, yeah. he was asked about it again. He defended the, uh, the prosecutor after she took a lot of heat and got kicked off of mm-hmm. our publishing company. But... Um, it's just really interesting to see. So now that he has gone so hard on the four freshman congresswomen. Um, One of them is a buddy of ours, some known Rashida as, Tlaib. Absolutely. We've, we've been was an organizer. Yeah, yep, he was an organizer in Detroit. Um, had a chance to uh, meet several of them. Um, now Pelosi and, and, and the freshmen are back. Right. Now she's got other. their back, which when push comes to shove, you, you know, of course, you know, it's. It, it, and it right. shouldn't take this to get them to do that. But. Right. At the end of the day, and I was going to tweet this, that, like, you guys need to get into a private room and hammer this crap right. out. Right. Don't let it, it should not leak be out into publicly. the public. And 100%. then you guys are warring with each other. And then if there are tensions, like, keep it private. You know, figure it out. And, you know. well, and at the end of the day, uh, we really have to look at what's going on. So 
so Trump thinks he got a like, you know, it was the first thing he said, Mexicans rapists. Yeah. And that judge is not, you know, that judge because of his race, because of his nationality can't decide you know mm-hmm. that's what he said those mm-hmm. like the first things he come out fire shake you know f- firing with and this is in the context we have to give the history of this of course because this is coming in the context because the republican party has gone both ways on this quite a bit you look at yeah. what Reagan's, you look at what reagan said about immigration sure you look at what george bush uh jr with his compassionate conservatism type stuff and you know trying to speak spanish and you know blah 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 mm-hmm. and and he didn't run his departments like this no either no although ice was after you know 911 and, and homeland security yeah but the, although it's gotten much worse since then and sure. they've gotten completely rogue but you're right it's it was a different it was a different perspective on it and in fact there was a lot of internal analysis going on saying that um Basically, there was an audit done as well. There's a couple. There, there was a couple of different internal analysis the Republicans are doing, saying they really need to shift and mm-hmm. be more friendly towards Latino Latina communities in order to have success in future races because um, it's a growing segment of population. Mm-hmm. So Trump said later for all that, I'm going to go hard on this, and he, in his mind, I think thinks that's was his key to success was drumming up the nativism, which is yeah. now becoming a globalized thing in, all, in, every, you know, in Austria and um, <clears throat> you know, Italy and Greece and uh, France and uh, even in Germany and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, Brazil, all over. And he's keyed into that and really ran with it. And we saw in the midterms he took... That that was what the you know caravans from Honduras and these caravans you know no one says caravan anymore but that was their like kind of terrorist you know kind of fear buzzword dog yeah. right fear yeah dog was fear mongering in death the day death panels right a death yeah. panels exactly yeah. so caravan caravan but yeah. we don't see nothing about that anymore after the election why because it's just a tool used to gin people up and of course we saw the opposite mm-hmm. we saw a historic defeat one of the worst Republicans have ever suffered in this in nation's history in the mid yeah. in twenty eighteen in the sure. midterms and took back the house with it but now it seems he's just I guess tripling down on it and saying, "Well, I'm going to go. I'm really going to gin it up. I'm really going to get people riled up." And a statement like this, I don't think is coincidental. I think it's it's. I mean, I couldn't be obviously. It's so close to the other statements we've heard like this and in, mm-hmm. in verbiage. So, uh, so I think he's just tripling down on this idea and just being really stubborn about it and saying he's got to gin it up. And he's in some ways the worst of all of internet troll culture kind of embodied into the president of the United States mm. and looking for that kind of reaction. Sure. And my question is, what's the best response to that? What's mm. the best response to that? Do we, uh, you know, if we blow up at him and, you know, st- you know da, 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 that's, that's what I want to do. That's my initial visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. Do we schedule protests? Do we go hard on protecting our immigrant brothers and sisters? Do we, mm-hmm. you know, do, you know what, what is the best, most effective response to that? Sure. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you work against it. I mean, you know, you show up, you do the work, um, you, you know, from any level with whatever privilege you have, you work it and, and make sure that those policies aren't in place. Um, and a lot of the time it isn't, you know, it isn't big acts that need to be, uh, that need to be happening. But mm-hmm. if you look at the border now, I mean, the, the people that are, letting, that are being let in, uh, people with, you know, rightful refugee claims, uh, they've just stopped letting them in. So we have people, you know, essentially waiting and dying on the borders in order to, to get in mm. and, and wait for, for lawful entry to the United States. Literally. Right. Um, right. We saw the image right. of the, right. the, right. the father and the daughter. <coughs> um, yeah. 
And, and that's horrific. And then you remember and mm-hmm. you vote them out. Well, and absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, it's, you're right. It is those little acts. I mean, I, there is a Algerian family, I know, uh, through who worked with my mom on some social work stuff uh, for quite a few years. And, you know, basically they, the long and short of it is they came here. Um, they, you know, they had their, you know, they had children, they were, you know, working on getting their paperwork in order the Algerian government at the time was, you know, there's some corruption stuff, there's some stuff, with the paperwork, and they basically had a lawyer who was either incompetent or predatory or both, but didn't do right by their paperwork. They just trust him like, all right, here's a lawyer. They know about immigration stuff. They're going to handle it, messed it up cost them a lot of money they didn't have a ton of money to fix it and then they've been on this list now ever since where basically it's like well you know we're gonna kick you out come back you know da da da. they got called back outside of their normal check-ins yeah and we're freaking out because why because first of all you hear all these stories oh like they did you know that and then you get you never get heard of again you get disappeared you know and that's happening in milwaukee right. and so that's what they're you know that's where their mind's going to and so you know, basically, I got involved, and they and they really wanted me to show up with them because, like, at least then there's like a government official and da da. So I went with them, and I walked through the pro. We went through the metal detector, went in there. It's like, man, that building is meant to scare you. Oh my gosh, on the inside, and then they leave you sitting there for a long time. You know, they're processing stuff, da da. What it turned out was there was they were just asking for her like eye color and height and weight and mm-hmm. stuff because then there's some other people in the Algerian government who wanted an update on da da. Was it was it was. It wasn't anything as serious, spoiler alert, so there was nothing like that. But just going along with them, you know, she was so thankful to have some backup and so happy that it wasn't just her son and that there was, you know, someone with her and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like the... And what's she doing? She's an elder care worker, which we have a severe shortage of in Wisconsin. She's really good. You know, from you look at her work history and from the reviews she gets, she's incredibly impactful in all these people's lives. And you want your grandma taking care of stuff like that, or, you know, grandpa taking care of whatever. And she's really good at what she does. Um, she's working hard. She raised a family here. You know, they're paying their taxes. They're doing a great job. They're living the American dream. And yet, she's got this kind of almost like PTSD type fear. Every time she walks in, you know, and you can see, hmm. and she's like basically shaking, walking in there, you know, the security guards. Are, and she's not, and that's not her first time. Right. She's right. been there before, so it's not even like, oh, like maybe, no, no. She's that trepidatious every time now and stuff like that. And it's like, why should that? And then her son's got to be there with right. her, right. who, right. you know, is now, you know, a grown man. Mm. You know, he's like in his, tw- in his early 20s, but he's, you know, with her, you know, too. It's like that sort of, you know, that, that, you're putting people through this stuff, and why? Right, well, sure. the, and that trauma, that, that trauma is the point. The trauma mm-hmm. is part of the process. So uh, uh, my wife Becky and I are actually uh, we're waiting to, uh, to open our home up to a refugee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know when he's coming or the circumstances because it's uh, uh, you know, kind of all up in the air. Uh, but in talking through the process, we'll probably have to escort him at some point to the ICE building downtown. Oh, man. You can't walk into that building. You have to wait outside and then wonder if this person that you've opened your home up to is, is going to come out. Wow. And as a, as a parent, you know, I mean... Well, I made him take me in. Right. No, well, and, 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 and as an elected representative, that's exactly it. You, you can use that mm-hmm. position right. to, yeah. you know, to kind of force that to happen. But sure. I cannot imagine as a parent sure. you know, right. letting somebody who you're responsible for yeah. uh, you know, have that happen. But I, I think mm. all of us have, you know, have the ability to help in some way, whether it's 100%. opening up your home. Sure. And they are looking right now for people to, uh, you know, to, to house... You know, parents uh, with their children or, or adults by themselves, even Got in it. Milwaukee. 
but yeah, we, we do what we can and we, we show up and we, we make sure that what's going on right now at the national level is not normalized. Yeah. Because we, we've already had a few years of that now. And the, the trauma that we're inflicting on both kids at the border um, and, and our own kids when they're seeing, uh, you know, the, the person with the highest office in, in the U.S. engaging yeah. in this is real. Yeah. And, and after, after Trump is out of office, we, we've got some work to do. Sure, sure. 100%. And, you know, Trump announced, uh, he would always criticize uh, President Barack Obama for this, uh, even when he didn't do it, but he would say, uh, I'm not going to announce when we're going to do something. Mm-hmm. So he announced <laughs> that the, the raids would start this weekend um, in major cities across the country. And uh, there have been these raids continuously happening every day. Um, but he wanted to, you know, fear monger and get in front of cameras and say that they were going to happen this weekend. And uh, you've seen an uptick in uh, situations where uh, ICE agents are across right. the country and they're targeting folks um, supposedly that haven't shown up for different legal obligations or stuff like that. Or, or just, or just what, or just on no pretense. It's like you're brown, you're traveling on a coach bus. What's up? Mm. Right. Yeah. And checking their quote unquote papers. Mm. Interesting time. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. And you know, that's and you know, it's it's like this this disconnect between what the and, and the, it's such a stupid it's so stupid on so many levels. Even for those who claim to be quote unquote America first, which is a whole racist ideology in itself if you actually look at the history of it and where that language mm. actually comes from. World War Two, yeah. It's World War Two, right. exactly you know, from the wrong side mm-hmm. of that Absolutely. war. Right. right. But if you, if you claim to be of that mentality and you want what's best for America, obviously you want to take as many, you know, we love immigrants. They're what's, you know, that's the best part of our nation. That's what's making our country, uh, you know, strong in the first place. Meaning the people who are escaping those situations, who are leaving their families, going through, you know, these incredible feats to get over here, especially if you're coming from Honduras or Mexico, et cetera, the people that are willing to put themselves that's going to be your biggest go-getters, your hardest workers, your mo- you know, and not only that, but the statistics bear it out. Look at the people who are committing the least amount of crimes compared to their quote unquote, you know, uh, uh, their counterparts who, who have been living in this country for longer, much less likely to commit crimes, much more likely to be gainfully employed, much more likely to be, you know, quote unquote, con- you know, quote unquote, contributing member right. side or whatever. Yeah. Um, however you want to deem that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a stupid argument. It's it's not based in reality. It's not based in reality. It's not based in reality. It's based in people's manipulated emotions mm-hmm. and the worst of that, the fear that overwhelms right. yeah, one's yeah, right. logic. It's using fear to announce raids. It's using, yeah, fear and just blatant racism when, sure. yeah, the numbers say something else. Sure. So I remember I was speaking with a bunch of uh, fellow business owners and uh, uh, elected reps at the, the state level, okay. not you guys. Uh, about a year ago, and uh, the the whole conference was about how difficult it was to find staff and keep them and retain them. Mm, um, and then and the I, restaurant industry, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. And I stood okay. up and said, yep. "Okay, well then it follows that you would follow, you know, that, that you would all be in favor of a Clean Dream Act, at right? The time. There's exactly. a big push for that." And exactly. they said, "No, no, 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 we don't want to go there." So at, at the same time that they're talking about it being really difficult to find people uh, to work. Right. They want to uh, refuse Eliminate. to provide protections for or, yeah, or yep. deport entirely yep. the staff that, that are not only already part of our businesses, but they're part of our families and our communities and our neighbors. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't figure out a rationale for that aside from just straight out racism. Yep. Mm. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and well, you literally do things that are the opposite of your, Cut off your nose. economic benefit. Right. Yep. Right, right, right. Literally. Exactly. Yeah, and and you have people who are who have served in the military, who are promised, you know, you you have all these ridiculous horrible situations that keep manifesting. Yeah. Um there's there's one other topic I want to touch on briefly while okay. we got Ryan here specifically. Okay. Um which there's recently announced a bill coming forward regarding restaurant workers and there's another bill that we've been working on also regarding restaurant workers. Uh, and maybe you can talk about the different approaches to what's actually best for sure, people sure. versus what's driving this narrative and why Representative Horlacher's this is his dream baby or whatever he called it and pushing this so hard. Sure. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. So the, the one that's uh, that's uh, I think come up already is uh, it's a proposal to not tax cash tips uh, that are given to servers. Um, which uh, on the face of it sounds, you know, sounds good. great, right? And yeah. you look uh, at it. right uh, when, when you do the math, you realize that cash tips are a really small percentage of the total tips that a, a server would actually get, right? Um, uh, at, at most restaurants, that's I, I've seen the LRB's numbers, but I think it's closer to probably ten to fifteen percent, maybe twenty percent, oh, if that, right? Yeah. Um, As a former right. waiter, you know, right. I'll say, you know, it's it's probably even less so today. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it's only uh, state taxes. Right. So you're, you're paying uh, probably 4% uh, for what most servers are making. Okay. Uh, 4% tax on those, uh, just really a couple hundred dollars a year. Uh, so it's this drop in, a, in the bucket. Right. Um, and it, it's, uh, when you talk to the people that have proposed it, that co-authored it, they say, oh, we want to put more money in, right. the, in, in, in the pockets of working people. Uh, to which I say, great. There, there's something that we're working on. It's uh, LRB 1760. Okay. Um, and and this <laughs> proposal would uh, it would provide tax incentives for employers who are paying uh, a living wage, or at least closer to it, uh, the full uh, federal minimum wage, same as the state, so 750, instead of the sub minimum wage that they're only required to pay in Wisconsin, which is 233. Um, That's what I made. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was uh, so the and what that does is actually allow. Uh, employees to engage in a, in a tip pool, meaning right. that it's not just money, more mm-hmm. money for servers, it's also more money for the back-of-house employees. Mm-hmm. And those are really the, the people who, were, uh, who need it the most, the people you know, busting your tables, working in the kitchens, uh, all the people that you don't necessarily see coming to your table. Uh, but when you ask some of those same uh, elected reps uh, you know, if they'd support this, there, there seems to be some silence on it. Uh, well, and right. at the end of the day, we also have to look at who would be benefiting the most right. from such a bill. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the uh, you know, putting actual money in the you know in the the pockets of the the back or the, the back of house workers, those are uh, predominantly women, and they're probably uh, they're predominantly black and brown bodies. Mm. And I think there's there's a huge divide there often at most places between front of house and back of house oh, employees. Oh, for sure. If you're hooking up the back of house employees, then it it really is everybody's in it together. And and, and a, that right incentive for everybody. Right. I mean, aside from the fact that. Mm-hmm. First of all, tipping does make sense to me. It's kind of a it's a very strange concept. It has a terrible actually, legacy. I think. Yeah. There's a, when yeah, you look at the right, right. yeah, we don't have time enough to go into that today. But yeah. yeah there's a <laughs> when you look at the breakdown right. of it. But aside from that, uh, and it's in front of the Congress right now. They're going to bring up a vote on minimum wage too. Yeah, the, the, right, the, the, and that's the, the wage thing. act, right? And right. If right. we actually yeah. could raise minimum wage, mm-hmm. that would have a significant effect. If we could actually, you know, and how long has Wisconsin mm-hmm. gone without a raise of minimum wage? Right. That would be helpful. That would put money in people's hands. They want to do that. Right. Why would they be pushing? Why would Horlacher be pushing this other proposal then? If it's not actually going. It's only a couple bucks a year for you know a handful of people. When there is a much more substantive bill out there, why would you be pushing that? And what interest would be behind that? Right, right. I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to to assume you know the. 
best about him. When I talk to him, it's putting more money in the hands of, of working people. Uh, but there, there seems to be something else going on there. Well, and, and let me ask this. Could management possibly benefit from this right, in right. a uh, disproportionate effect? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, with, uh, with, with LRB 1760, the, the good one that, that provides for, for tip pools, uh, when that happens, you know, uh, managers, owners still cannot touch those funds. Exactly. So all of the money goes, you know, goes uh, but how does to it people actually, that, that need it. Right? But what actually happens with cash tips right. with minimum wage with restaurant employees? Right, right. Yeah, it, it is that it, it's, uh, it's still a mechanism there to... Uh, I mean, when I was uh, delivering uh, sandwiches way back in the day, um, and I didn't make a full minimum wage. They would tell me, oh, don't worry about it. It'll even out. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're actually kept well under the minimum wage. And you're having to, you know, pay for insurance and gas and everything on, on top of that. Right. Uh, yeah, and so it's, uh, it, it, it's a way to, to let employers retain control in a way that doesn't Exactly. I think that's really what's driving it. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I know, you know, I worked at, at a place I, I had friends at Beans and Barley, which is a great local mm. restaurant. They treat their workers really well. They have people that work there for 15 years, you know, mm. for a very long time, which is much higher than actually normally how long people work in the restaurant industry on average. That's huge. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's like, well, they treat their workers really well. That's it. Right. You know, it's not, sci- you know, it's, it's not magic. It's science. It's like they treat their workers really well. And, you know, when we look towards raising the wage, having more happy wage stuff, stuff like that, I think that's, that's what's up. But we are in the last minute and a half of the show. Uh, Ryan, if people want to check you out, what's the best way to get in touch or to follow up with uh, your campaign and stuff yes, like that? Yes, you can go to clancy4milwaukee.com. We have a robust Facebook presence as well. Uh, we have a fundraiser at the Sugar spell Maple. spell that really quick. Uh, Clancy is C-L-A-N-C-Y for uh, F-O-R, Milwaukee. You if you can't spell Milwaukee, I don't need your vote anyway. We have a fundraiser August 30th uh, from 5 to 8 at the Sugar Maple. Um, and we're also canvassing nice. and knocking doors Love August 3rd Maple. from uh, 1 to 4 p.m. I'm going to be out of town, sadly, but I encourage our listeners to check it out. Yes, Ryan's please. a great guy. We don't endorse on great the show, candidate. of course. Um, but if you want to learn more, it's a great opportunity to learn more about him, and he'll have that opportunity to talk more. But uh, thank you very much for being with us. Absolutely. Um, oh, wait, we don't have outro music, do we? We don't have outro music, oh, wait. but he has hey, it on his phone. phone. Hang on. Just, just stalls for like a minute here. 30 seconds. <laughs> here we go. All right, there, there we, we go. go. Let it ride. And with that said, you know how to find us. Same time, same place. Next week, you can find us on State Reppin'. With that said, we out. Make good choices, everyone. You gotta say, you gotta say, we out. We out. We out. There you go. <laughs>